What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast. Today, we are back with some more Penguin Prattle. It's been a long time. We're going to do it a little differently today. We're not going to go through all of the games because there's been a hell of a lot of games since we last talked. Instead, we're going to go over the general feel of the Penguins, what's been going on, and the recent games, and what's going to go on in the future games. A certain player that I'd like to delve into, and um, yeah, that's really it. So, let's just get started real quick here. So, um, the last game the Penguins played was yesterday, a 2-3 shootout loss to the Washington Capitals. Let's get to the schedule here, and I will talk a little bit more uh, about that loss. So, uh, that was yesterday. Uh, They lost 2-3. They played in overtime. And did she get a penalty kill in the overtime? I can't believe that. They actually survived a 4-on-3 in overtime. Incredible. Uh, So, so they survived that. didn't really create too much on offense in that overtime. Um, that was really the night before where they played another overtime game. Or excuse me, not the night before, but the game before. So the, on the 26th, they played an overtime game against the Capitals. Two days before that, they played an overtime game against the Panthers. Two days before that, they played an overtime game against the Devils. Two days before that, they played the Senators and won. Two days before that, they played an overtime game against the Senators. Two games before that, they played an overtime game against the Ducks. So for those counting, in the last six games, they have played five overtimes. Two of them have been uh, losses. Two of them have been wins. One overtime went all the way through with no decision, and then they lost in the shootout. Now, this shootout was extremely disappointing because they actually took the lead in the first round of the shootout. Oshie missed, and then uh, Raquel scored. So it was a 1-0 lead in the shootout. But then uh, the two Capitals that went up scored, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Kuznetsov and... Uh, I don't know who else. Backstrom, maybe? Probably not. But they both scored, and then Crosby missed. To be fair, Crosby's... If he shot his like an inch higher, it goes in. Like It just scuffed the very top of the glove of Kemper and went out. Like, Kemper didn't even move his glove. The shot was so fast. So he had that one. He had him dead to rights. He just barely missed there. And then uh, Malkin's shot was just absolutely terrible. It looked so fucking lazy. It looked like that he was like, I'm so fucking tired, bro. I've played five overtimes in the last six games. I'm done, bro. (laughs) I am done. So then he just fucking let it go. He just let it rip, and he just completely missed the net. God damn, it was awful. But that's how the last few games have gone. You've gone win-loss, win-loss, win-loss here. Um, the losses have all been uh, overtime or shootout losses, so they've all been acquiring points along the way. Um, but all that makes for an interesting Penguins record of 24, 15, and 9. Uh, 24 wins, 15 regulation losses, and 9 either overtime or shootout losses. And, you know... That's way above, you know, NHL 500. They count, NHL counts 500 as if you were, let's say the Penguins were 20 and 20. 20 wins, 20 losses. And then any overtime or shootout losses you have on top of that don't, you know, don't count to what would be, what is known as NHL 500. But, you know, if you add up the loss totals, the Penguins are actually, like, legitimately 500. They have 24 wins, and then the 15 regulation plus the 9 overtime and shootout losses if you add those together, it also comes out to 24 losses. So they're 24 and 24, really. That's really what they are. 
and um, you know, it's that's kind of that's how I prefer to look at it um, because it's a much more. I mean, it gives you a better idea of what your team is. You know, when you have twenty four wins and fifteen losses, you think, oh man, that's that's a pretty good hockey team. You know, you think that's a pretty good team. They're probably currently in the playoff picture right now. You know, we're about fifty games through the season here. You're thinking, yeah, they're pro- that's a team that sounds like they're in the playoffs right now, like as of right now. But you add on the nine other losses in there, and then you realize, yeah, they're they're not. They are not in the playoffs. They're they're more of an average team, and that's represented, you know, in, even in basic stats. Let's do some basic, you know, goals for. Have 157 goals for, that is 15th in the league. Goals against 147, that's 16th in the league. So they are literally right in the middle of the pack in those two in those two statistics. Um, you know, when you obviously, if you want to win the Stanley Cup, uh, you can look there and say, well, this team is not has no chance. And I, you know, I agree. <laughs> I agree that that seems like a fair way to judge it to me. Um, but let's get into some player statistics here real quick before we delve any deeper. So Sidney Crosby leads the team in points, he leads the team in assists, and he leads the team in goals. And it's not super close in any uh, of those categories. Um, he's got 58 points in 48 games. He's got 35 assists. The next best guy is Evgeny Malkin, who has 30 He's got 23 goals, and the next best guy is Gensel, who has 25. Um, I will say <clears throat> he's he's been really good this year. About an average time on ice of about uh, a period a game. Same with Gensel. They've been two staples that first line. They've been performing very well, especially Gensel, man. Uh, he's got 44 uh, games played, so a little bit less than you know all the all the other you know because he was injured for a little bit. And he's got 20 goals. We're about halfway through the year, 20 goals. Just on pace to maybe hit that 40-goal mark. I would love to see him hit the 40-goal mark yet again. Really love this guy. Uh, love all, you know, love everything he's been able to do. And it's, it's, he got 40 goals last year. I'd love to see him get it again. Um, he had 84 points last year. I'd love to see him hit that again. And it looks like he's on pace to basically repeat the same exact season that he had last year, which is really Really cool. Uh, really cool to see. Um, so Jake Ensel's playing well. And then uh, since we last talked, really, Brian Rust has been the main staple in that first line over Ricard Raquel, uh, which, again, I don't understand one bit. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, he's got 30 points in 48 games. Raquel has 32 points in 48 games, but I just don't get it. I do not get it. Um, but I think Raquel is such a great playmaker. Um He's got so much value in both sides of the of the zone, really, in the offensive side and the defensive side. He he's got good edge work. He can make those passes that you see Crosby and Malkin making. He can make those. Um, he's just that kind of guy, and Latang making too, because man, look, Chris Latang has had a turnaround ever since he's been injured and came. You know that stroke happened, and then his father died, unfortunately. You know. After, you know, since that's happened, he's he's since the early part of the season, he's really turned his, his year around, and you know, there's he's still got a minus eleven on the plus minus, but that's even come up a little bit, I want to say, but his you know his point shares are 
you know, back to what they should be. And he's blocking a lot of shots. He's getting a lot of hits in there. He's demanding the puck when he's out there, you know, on the defensive side and in the own zone. He wants it. He can make plays up the up the ice. And so he's uh, he's back. He's really back. He's done he's done a good job in the in the previous couple games that he's played. Um, Jason Zucker, I want to mention here, thirty points in forty four games. Now his blistering pace that was from you know earlier on in the season has slowed down. But you kind of had to expect that. But he's still hanging with the big boys. He's got just you know just as many points as Brian Rust. He's playing in the first line, and he's got uh, just only two less points than Ricard Raquel. Um, so really cool again to see that. Um, but so thirty points for Zucker. Love to see it. Uh, next, Jeff Carter at nineteen points. Uh, hasn't been the greatest season for Carter. Um, you know, making that contract look uh, less and less pretty i would say uh by the day because it's uh it's it hasn't been great and he's been a scapegoat for a lot of fans you know this third line and fourth line struggles that the pittsburgh penguins are having this year he's been you know a scapegoat and he's even moved to the right wing now so that way he doesn't take up so much responsibility in the middle of the ice and on those face-offs um one thing I will say about Carter is that uh, in the last two overtimes, they've thrown him out there to, um, to for the faceoffs only, and then he goes straight to the bench, which other teams have been doing since the season started. So the Penguins finally, forty something games into the season, finally caught on to that and uh, are doing that now. Um, the Penguins front office and head coaching just seems like way behind every every other team in the league at this point. Um, it's very scary. Uh, after him is Capitan, who's got 17 points in 35 games. Brock McGinn, sitting at 15 points in 48 games. He has spent a while since he scored. It's been a long while. Would love to see him get back on the score sheet. Uh, Heinen, now at 15 points in 41 games. He's had some points in the last couple nights, and he finally got a goal in those after, you know, it had been like 35 games since he scored a goal, and he finally got one. And so he's back to scoring. And now, he, I mean, he has just as many points as Brock McGinn now. So that tells you how much of a cold streak McGinn is on. Um, uh, you got Petrie, Pedersen, Joseph, Dumoulin all here at around 15 to 11 points doing their thing. Um, uh, and, you know, they haven't really changed much with the defense. Uh, after Latang came back, it's still Latang Dumoulin on that first one. It's still uh, Pedersen and Petrie on the second one because, you know, Petrie has been out for a while. Tang had been out for a while, so they're finally back. Um, so that's good to see. But then they just go straight back to the defensive pairings that didn't really work all too well. Um, and they think that that's going to solve all of their problems, which I'm not totally sure I understand. But anyways, uh, another player who I really like, Ryan Paling. Uh, he's come recently come back from injury. He's got 10 points in 34 games. Uh, Bluger, he's got seven points. Uh, Archibald been injured for a while. Um, you know, Bluger was injured to start the season, but he's been back. Uh, been consistent since then. Archibald's been out for the last sixteen games now, or something. Um, yeah, not looking good for him. Really love Josh Archibald. Drew O'Connor though, is uh, has been playing, and he's been. I like. I've kind of liked what I've seen from him. Sam Poulin uh, has gotten. No, he got a couple games earlier in the year, but they sent him back down a while ago. Jonathan Gruden uh, just got his first start recently in the NHL. 
that didn't go too well. Um, you know, nothing good really happened while he was on the ice. Nothing bad. They didn't. They didn't hardly ever had him out there. He was out there for an average of five minutes. So, uh, I don't. I, he, you know, no, not a super huge impact there. Um, but yeah, I would say overall, you know, the way this team is struggling is uh, bottom end. You know, you look at these top guys, you look at all the points they're accumulating, and then you look, you know, it's such a significant drop-off. You know, first third-line guy on here is Kapanen, who in 35 points had 17 games. What? what well, that would be great. Um, no, 17 points in 35 games. Um, that's your next best guy, you know, after... Well, Carter's got 19 in 45, so a little bit even worse ratio there, but it's it's just not good if it's not coming from the first or second lines right now. Um, that energy line is kind of, kind of brought back together now that Paling's back out there and Heinen's out there with them. And I don't remember who else is on that line. I actually feel like an idiot, but let me go figure that out. Let's see. This game against the, no, fuck, no. This game against the Capitals. I want to know. I want to know. Are you going to tell me who it is or do I have to figure it out by myself? Let's figure it out by myself here. Drew O'Connor, that's who's been playing. Honestly, love that kid too. He's been putting up some some nice points. You know, uh, 5.17 game. Yeah. Since him, uh, Paling, and Heinen have formed in that fourth line, there's finally some energy back there. And they're finally doing, you know, better things. And... You know, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him on the ice. I like it when they're on the ice. I like what I see. Uh, still, I, I I think that third line is just so fucked, man. There's no hope. Um, McGinn has been become a really effective penalty killer. But otherwise, man, that, that third line is so doomed, bro. They need to change that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, really, uh, really just kind of lopsided team. Top heavy. Uh, Tristan Jari has been injured for a while now. Um, he was playing really well before he got injured. It's been DeSmith uh, that's overtaking him. And, you know, 0.904 save percentage with 3.26 goals allowed average is not great. Defense in front of him is not the best. I will say that. Um, Dustin Tukarski has been called up from uh, Wilkesbury, and he's played a couple games. Uh, has been eh. And so, you know, there's... There's not goalie, nothing, nothing too special about these goalies unless Jari's in there. And when Jari's in there, you got some, you got something special behind there. But um, you know, if DeSmith and Tukarski's in, you're you're getting average goalie play, and you're gonna have to deal with that. And you know, if you had a better defense, you wouldn't really have to, um, you know, worry about stuff like that. Um, but you know, that's I think that's all you know. Super talk about, um in this uh in this game here or in this game uh about this team stats here god you can tell it's early in the morning um but let's go real quick to a player i want to talk about and that's evgeny malkin um this year ooh, i bumped the mic that's my bad this year um this production has been a little slow um and you know you can go back to last year and kind of say the same thing and his his shot percentage i think is a big part of that 
Um, his shot percentage right now is at 11.9%. Um, and, it, you know, previous year he had 42 points in 41 games on a better shot percentage. So you might be thinking, well, 47 and 48, he's kind of on pace for what normally he averaged. The year before that, he had 28 and 33, and that was a big year. And I just want to talk about it real quick because his 2019-2020 season was so good. He had 74 points in 55 games. You know, that's a very, very good season. And season before that was all right, 72 and six, uh, 68. But then the season before that uh, was really good, 98 points in 78 games. And so you're kind of wondering, you know, what what got lost on here. It really was the shot percentage is a big part of it. Um, but another big part, um, I would say, is, you know, the line changes. He's had, he had, I would say he's had better teammates in the past. Zucker's really good. Um, Raquel is really good. And so I would expect him now to start scoring more than ever. Those assists and points, you know, I think Raquel's better than Rust. So the the fact that Raquel's on his line, it's like, well, he's got to be playing better right now. And, well, the problem is he's not. And I think there's one big culprit here, and that is the knee surgery that he had in uh, the summer of 2021. Um, you know, he played that great 2019-2020 shortened campaign. Then he started the year not so great in 2020-2021. Didn't start so great, got injured, and maybe that, you know, it was already bothering him at that point. Gets injured, has to leave out for the rest of the season. Um, He's out for the first half of the next season. Comes back, and he gets 42 points in 41 games, which is pretty good. Um, Not bad. And... You know, so far this year, you'd say, well, he's got 47 and 48. That's probably, that's not bad either. Um, however, I think it's not great. And the reason I think that is because most of his point tallies are coming against some, the, 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 the lesser teams that Pittsburgh has been playing. Um, now that's not to say that all of them obviously have come like that. I just think that most of them have. Um, in his last five games, he has zero points against the Capitals. He did have three points against Florida, zero points against the Devils, zero points against, uh, um, Ottawa at home, but three, he did get three points against Ottawa away. Um, another worrying thing here (laughs) I'd like to point out in this, in this Florida game, the Penguins scored seven goals. The Florida Panthers scored, uh, scored six. Uh, Evgeny Malkin got three points, he, but he's got a minus three. So he was on the ice every single time <laughs> the Panthers scored a goal. Um, so don't like to see that, but regardless, regardless, that stuff happens. Regardless, I think, I think it's the knee surgery. And, you know, maybe he's just... It's just not that he's maybe his legs just aren't the same after it. Um, you know, I I saw a similar thing in we're gonna switch sports here. I saw a similar thing in NASCAR. Um, arguably the greatest NASCAR driver of all time, Jimmy Johnson, in the 2017 season, about midway through, he had already collected about three wins at that point into the season. You know, consistently in around the top ten, most of those races that he didn't win, and then 
he has this huge wreck into the wall at Pocono. And from then on, he never, he, he, he raced three or four more years. He did not win a single race. Not one. And most of those times, he wasn't even close. It's like if, it's like, it was like a switch flipped um, for him after that race. And he was just absolutely never the same. Nowhere near how good he, uh, how good he was. You know, even this, in the, you could just tell in the second, by, between his first half performance of that season and then the second half performance. Wow. He just was never the same after that. I kind of feel like that's what's happening to Malkin. Um, again, I hate to, you know, you hate to see something like this, but his shot percentage is not, not great. Um, at 11.9 right now. Last year, it was, that's the, the shot percentage of 15.5 is one I'd like to see. That's what his shot percentage was last year. He had 20 goals. His assists were down last year. That's what, that's what held him back. Um, but yeah, you traditionally, you want to see Evgeny Malkin scoring at least, you know, 30 plus goals a year. If he's playing the full season, you want to see him score 40. That's really what you want. Um, but, you know, that's what that's what we got from him in 2017, 2018, you know, when he had that great season there. But even if, you know, this pace is not it, you know, he's going to get to about 30, probably around 30 goals, and the assists should be all right. Should get around 55 assists this year. Um, 50, 55, yeah. You know, he's on pace right now for, like, if he played 82 games, he'd probably have 80 points, something like that. Um, which that's nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's a solid season, but I've always, I, I'm just picky and I love him. He's my favorite player on the team. He's the only dude I have a Jersey for. And I just, I love him so much that I want to see him succeed so, so badly. And when he doesn't, it's kind of like, bro, come on, you can do it. You can, you can do it. But I just want him, just want him to succeed. But that's, that's, uh, that's all to talk about Malkin. I do like seeing uh, Heinen score uh, again as of recently. That's really fun. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's going to do it for this episode of uh, Penguin Prattle. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is the Penguins' upcoming uh, February schedule. So they play one more game in January at home against the Sharks uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, but otherwise, then after that, it's the All-Star break uh, at the beginning of February. And then they get started. They have a home game against the Avalanche uh, on the 7th, then four uh, away games in a row. They start away against the Ducks on the 10th, then away against the Kings the day after, then away against the Sharks on the 14th, then away against the Islanders on the 17th. Now, the Penguins have been a much, much better home team than a road team this year. Um, you know, it's no coincidence that, you know, remember I was talking about the last six games have been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Well, the they the games they've won, they've all been home games, and the games they've lost, they've all been road games. Um, so that's no coincidence. They are a much, much better home team than they are a road team. So this might be a tough, you know, even so some of these teams like the Ducks and the Sharks aren't so good, this is, prob- this is a pretty scary uh, a road trip. Then uh, after that road trip, the day after, when they're you know they're away against New York Islanders, the day after the 18th, home to the Devils, then the 20th, home to the Islanders, 
So they'll play the Islanders again, then home to the Oilers on the 23rd. So a three-game homestand there kind of helps. Then they have an away game uh, on the 25th against the Blues, a home game the day after uh, against the Lightning, and then two days later an away game against Nashville. And that is all of February. So, you know, February has the all-star break in there, and it's a shorter month. And yet still, I feel like this is an absolutely jam-packed month for the Penguins. Um, They have a lot of back-to-backs in there. You know, the first one's, you know, coming up 10th, 11th, back-to-back, 17th, 18th, and the 20th. That's three games in four days. Um, The 25th, 26th, 28th, that's three games in four days. So, man, I feel like it's a jam-packed February schedule. Um, But... Regardless, looking forward to it. We'll see what the Penguins can get out of it. Hopefully they can start to turn this, this season around and really emphasize you know, their standing in the Metropolitan. They're fifth right now. Should have mentioned that. They're fifth in the Metro, um, and but they are in that second wildcard spot um, just because the Atlantic's other teams are really lagging behind the Bruins, the Leafs, and the Lightning. They're all just so much farther ahead than the rest of the Atlantic, whereas the Metro is very tightly contested. Um, I'll say, you know, 48 games hit through. The Penguins are 48 games through. The Rangers are 48 games through. Uh, Penguins have 57 points. Rangers have 60 points. And so, I, you know, I could, I could see, you know, it is possible, it is very possible for the Penguins to get back up there into that last playoff spot. But we'll see if it happens. Um, we'll see if it happens. I think it, I think it is very possible you know, they've had the toughest strength of schedule out of any team in the league so far. Um, at any any team, they've had the toughest strength of schedule. So, you know, if that that's that might continue. You know, it might get worse. It might get, it might get harder, but that just kind of shows, you know, if they had maybe one of these other teams, you know, weaker schedules, maybe they're, maybe they're in that spot where the Rangers are right now. Um, but that's the ifs, ands, or buts, and we don't need to talk about those. So for next time, uh, until next time, I should say, that is going to do it for this episode of Penguin Prattle. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you did, you know, follow podcasts. Getting back into it. We're in season two now of the podcast. You know, we had a long break, but we're back, and we're recording lots of episodes now that uh, now that school's back. We're back in the. I'm back in the house for more often, so that's going to be exciting. But I will see you guys next time. Bye bye.